My name is Matt Brown. Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. I'm so excited. Basketball's back. Let's start the show. Nice to have you with us, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Productive Conversations Podcast. What's up, everybody? My name is Matt Brown, and I'm your host of this podcast. And I want to thank all of the great listeners and fans, whatever and wherever you're listening to the show, all over the United States and all over the world. Each and every single one of you is the best person around for yourself. Seriously, give yourself some love. So it's an exciting day on the Productive Conversations podcast because we're collaborating with another podcast. We are collaborating with the two hosts of the Hoop Therapy podcast. Those two hosts include Danny Chaps and Kayshawn Holloway. You can find their amazing podcast, Breaking Down Hoops, Breaking Down All Things Basketball at Hoop Therapy on all podcasting platforms. These dudes are dope. And that's all we did. We talked basketball for almost an hour and a half. We talked about the upcoming season, the upcoming 2020 to 2021 season. We talked about our favorite teams. We talked about various sports arguments, the Mount Rushmore of our favorite players. We talked about who we think will win the East, who who we think will win the West. And we talked about a lot of the interesting storylines coming into the NBA. Where is James Harden going? What's going to happen with the newly rebranded Brooklyn Nets. And what's going to happen with Giannis? So a disclaimer, we talked about our predictions of where Giannis is going to go. It turns out the forward for the Milwaukee Bucks is going to be staying in Milwaukee, signing a max deal worth over $228 million for the next five years. So you can at least know what we thought last week Giannis is going to go, but this, but it was made official on December 15th that he will be going back to Milwaukee but we talk about a lot of other interesting things we have a lot of great things all for all basketball non-basketball fans to hear and discuss and with that let's talk about the upcoming NBA season which happens to start tomorrow night and with that it's time to talk to the Hoop Therapy podcast hopes Danny Chaps Kayshawn Holloway it's your turn let's start the show Nice to have you with us, everybody, because for the first time ever, we are collaborating with a sports podcast. It's Hoop Therapy, guys. I have the two hosts from the rising and awesome basketball podcast, Hoop Therapy, that you can find on all podcasting platforms. Just go to Hoop Therapy to find it. But with that, for the first time, we met each other, and now we're going to make some contact and talk about 
the up-and-coming NBA season, the 2020-2021 season. And with all the crazy things to, uh, that is going on before the, we tip off, why not hear from two experts? So with that, I have Danny Chapman, Kayshawn Holloway. I have the host of Hoop Therapy. What's going on, guys? How are we doing? What's up, oh, man? Pretty What's good. Up? How's everything? Not too bad, man. I'm really been really, really looking forward to this. Um, uh, thanks for having us. I mean, you know, just uh, appreciate the opportunity to come spread some knowledge around. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for coming here. And uh, as we're all trying to uh, rise up in the podcasting world, just got to collab and have each other's backs and cheer, each other, cheer on each other's corners. So uh, exactly. I thought this was yeah, appropriate. Exactly. So I really appreciate this, the, this, how this all came together. And um, first things first, as we introduce ourselves, Kayshawn in the Wizards jersey, uh, Danny in the Celtics jersey. So before we get into basketball self, how did you two come together to create the Hoop Therapy podcast? Uh, Danny, you want to take that I would, one? I, I mean, I, I can take it. Um so I, I really think – I can't remember the exact origin because, you know, coming about making the podcast and putting it out, it took, like, a lot of work. Yeah. But um, I'm pretty sure the first way it started was – I think it was BOMM Drop, which is a, a podcast that we both fuck with. Um, mm-hmm. Are we allowed to curse on here? Yeah, yeah. Do your thing, bro. Okay. All right, perfect. Be yeah, honest. Sure. Express. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so – uh, it was it was just a uh, I think it was a podcast that had dropped that we both liked and it was kind of like we both were just like wow like we really could do this like then it was like yo honestly we just should and so it was like kind of with the thought of taking like the content that we like sports wise and culture wise and having these conversations in between each other and then just kind of getting a recording of it and seeing how we liked it and it was kind of just like flirting around with the idea until we actually sat down and did like a mock session. I remember when we both did the first mock session, just kind of spewed it up and we ended up talking for like an hour and a half. So we were like, okay, we got the voice for this. We got the feel for this. Like we actually could do this. And so we did a bunch of mock sessions and we're always spewing back uh, recent news, recent things, ideas, what ifs, like all things basketball. And so it was just a brainchild to put all those thoughts and conversations together and put it into a pod. And once we started thinking about it, then it came to life. How about I'll, I'll even, yeah, I'll even take it even before that. Um, just from meeting at St. John's, we actually lived together and, from us mm-hmm. living together it's just like we always had these conversations we're talking we got two minds we're watching basketball we're watching football mm-hmm. like all different types of things and we're just like hey we, we can do this we talk for you know 12 hours a day seeing each other all the time we might as well put some of this down on pen and pad you know with air quotes and, and you know see what comes about look at that Nothing. and that's another thing to add too, because yeah, to include like uh, we don't really include too much in the pod, but we were roommates for a year, and and it's like so different when you go into two different areas, because like we said in the beginning, he's from DC, I'm from Connecticut, yep. so you know, getting it, getting those conversations from before, like this is another outlet to kind of put it through. So that's where the name kind of came from too. All right, for so you literally as hoop therapy as almost therapeutic sessions to, you know, take a distraction, especially with this crazy world we're living in. Um, exactly. You did the one thing that you know is your favorite escape, and that's talking hoop. And I appreciate that, guys. And that's awesome to hear. And I appreciate meeting um, 
you know, fellow podcast and hosts who are willing to, you know, go for it. And it's, uh, it's total, isn't it, you know, us coming together generally as podcasters, isn't it worth it once you finally put the cash and instead of buying something stupid or dumb, you put it towards the getting mics, getting the uh, softwares to make podcasts impossible. Wouldn't you tell people who are thinking about um, starting a podcast, wouldn't you say it's worth putting that investment? Yeah, I would say definitely just do it. Uh it's fun, even if you don't think anybody will listen to it. Uh, I've been telling some of my friends this. My mom actually repeated something that I said on the podcast. And I was like, wait, no you actually listen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was like the coolest thing ever. Like, I mean, and it's my mom. So I suppose she's, I guess she's supposed to listen. But the fact that she listened and it was something that was like 45 minutes, it was deep into the podcast. I'm right. like, whoa, you were listening and attentive. Like, just getting one ear is enough for me. So like, if you're feeling like you want to do something, just do it. There's some who will pay attention and listen and you know just get your feelings out there i hear that bro you have anything to add to that danny yeah i would just say that like same idea that and especially to balance on the idea that's like um like the expecting what your audience is going to be like definitely like when we create created it which is one thing that i appreciate is like we never ever thought about like who's going to listen or like how many people are we going to get it was more like okay what do we really want to talk about and how do we want to talk about it and obviously the first episode was just a lot of people like, you know, clicking and just supporting and seeing that you're launching something. But a couple of weeks into it, when we're getting these expected audiences of like about 30 people or so, and we can see like from our analytics that there's actual retention, it is just so satisfying. So even beyond the, the mics and the equipment and the back end, even like doing little things like, you know, giveaways that we're trying to do and, you know, mm-hmm. just things that would give back to fans and starting to even do merchandise and put our money into that is just thinking that it's a fun idea that we have. And if you start looking at the numbers and looking at the money, it's going to rack your brain. But at the end of the day, we're having a lot of fun doing it. And we're thinking that we're putting good content out. So as long as we're doing that, it's so worth it. Yeah, I think you guys are putting good content out. Been following you guys for a sol- for um you know, for the last two weeks, I've been checking out your TED episodes. I like the flow you guys have. An awesome intro. I like the little Siri person sometimes we throw in and your little, um, your, the little um, music you guys going on. It, it's really cool. And I, uh, and I think it's a really great to hear, you know, a regular person. Um, I mean, you guys are beyond regular, but it's, it's nice to hear perspectives on sports, you know, other than like, it seems a lot of sports personalities will say anything just to get ratings. You guys are being like right. really authentic with that. Like if you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. it's no need to go big and bold and say, Oh, this is that and that. And this It's like, just, just talk. people just want to hear sports. They, everybody right. just, just break it down in, in layman's terms. Cause people don't watch it in, to a degree that everyone else watches it. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, just get it, Bring it to the people that you know and bring it into their levels and then just relate to the people. Right, right. We appreciate hosts like you guys with that. So, uh, I, was yeah, like, to- in the, I was just going to jump in and say, yeah, like, yeah. Um, when, you, when you had said, like, you know, like, you know, you got two experts coming on, it, it just makes me laugh because it's like, no, no way in shape or form are we going to ever be like, you know, we got the insider info or we're, <laughs> we're spinning 100% facts. But at the end of the day, we love the game and we see it from yeah. one way and everybody knows that the main, you know, talk shows and stuff are just losing like their value, like first take, you know, undisputed, et cetera. Mm-hmm. The big outlets just are either the same content or just content that a lot of people don't like to enjoy. So I really like having the kind of perspective we both have from, of the game and 
kind of funneling it down for people to just enjoy like a casual conversation, but be insightful at the same time. So for sure. In a time where we still have to wait to have go to bars and restaurants again, safely and missing that, you know, just broing out with someone or talking to someone new about sports is an easy way to, uh, of, to, um, get to know someone. Of course, there's other things you could talk about, but it's all, right. it's, it's a cool camaraderie to have, fellow sports fans and connect that way yeah and um you say that one of my favorite pastimes you know i'm from dc so yeah. i'll go to the monuments and i'll, I'll be out there and <laughs> i'll see people wearing shirts that like uh, auburn shirt or uh, alabama shirt and i'll be like roll tide or war eagle just to like yeah. stoke their ego or something you know, <laughs> get it going you know of course, that you're, that's your new friend for, for the day with that. So <laughs> I support stuff like that. So, yeah, why don't we get into what brings us here together, our love for basketball. Mm-hmm. And so first things first, why don't we just show allegiances to our favorite sports team. So I clearly have the Knicks jersey. We have the District, a.k.a. the Washington Wizards. And we have a Celtics fan in the building right here. So um, oh. we'll do that one more time so I could get my awesome basic photo, right? <laughs> <laughs> so hear that. Appreciate that, guys. And, um, yo, actually, actually, just one more time with this. I'll try one more time with this. Good nah, looks. No mm-hmm. All right. Let's go. Just one last time with that. This is funny. I'm sorry with that. And then, um, hey, shit, I should have got a haircut if we're taking photos. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. if you see, I do little collages for all my, um, for all my guests. So, uh, we got to represent our team. So, before yeah. we get into the current NBA season, why don't we talk about our teams? So, we got first, we'll start with Danny. Danny, you're from Norwalk as well. But tell me, so being Norwalk, though, in like the tri-state area, Connecticut, mostly Knicks and Net fans, why the Celtics? Well, it's funny enough, being from Norwalk or being from Connecticut, you see that it's like a couple of, I think it's like it's put in the third. Like it's like a third is like the New York fans yep. that's just like the New York team. A third is, you know, the New England team that just love the New England teams. And then a third is kind of just like, the most random fans you'll find. They'll be Cowboy fans, Falcon fans, freaking Hawk fans. Like, they'll just gravitate towards anything just because people who live in Connecticut not necessarily lived here forever because a lot of people came over from Upper New York or whatever. Right. So my father actually is a huge Knicks guy, huge Jets guy, uh, huge Yankees guy. He's a huge New York guy who was born in uh, – he was not born – he was raised up in New Rochelle, um, mm-hmm. New York. So he's a New York guy from, you know, way back when – and so he, he was a diehard for him. So what got me on to being a Celtics fan was going to a ton of games at the Garden and just seeing the Knicks get, like, obliterated. <laughs> obliterated. <laughs> and then once middle school came around and it came down to actually turning on the TV and, and following fans, I really followed along with the Celtics and Paul Pierce. And then next thing you know, oh, wait, comes around, the trade comes through. And then that's when yeah. I was I was lucky enough to be a fan at the time. It was pretty much a bandwagon, but – you know, I, I don't, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Won the chip and then they got my, they got me to sign my lifetime on the contract right there. <laughs> Look at that. And you're referring to the big trade of Ray Allen and Paul Pierce. Sorry. We had Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen come to the Celtics and lead that 2008 championship. So I hear yeah, that. Exactly. that that was some time with them and Kendrick Perkins and Ray John Rondo. So 
I can I could understand why you uh, couldn't take it anymore at the Knicks and uh, I, yeah, <laughs> it was something. It was something about it. I love I love I love the Knicks though. I love I love to this day going to the Garden and there's yeah. a secret like part of my heart that still is a fan, but never enough to be like, okay, let me sit down and watch these games. Never. <laughs> oh man, it's it's quite a time and uh, like that like that with me. Obviously, I'm a New York Knicks fan, die hard. Um, since since I uh since I really cared about basketball, like when I was a little kid, like kindergarten, first grade, when I started watching, it was first Shaq and Kobe, but you know, um, I, it's obviously hard for us to watch Laker games. So I always watched the closest team, the Knicks. And uh, those were my guys, you know, when I started watching Knicks, it was like Stephon Marbury, Allen Houston, Jamal Crawford. And uh, they actually made the playoffs in 04 only to get swept by the Nets who were nice at the time. But I just, it was important to me to stay loyal with like no offense with so many people jumping to other teams and the Celtics were pretty popular back in middle school mm-hmm. to jump to. But I just, I just knew I, I, it was almost like a duty to stay loyal no matter what. And I've seen some terrible times and a lot of good players go who are on the Knicks go elsewhere, whether you're like a Zach Randolph who was originally Nick and was nice with the Grizzlies, a David Lee who wound up helping the Warriors out before they became the Warriors. Um, then it was like the old Quentin and Richardson days when like uh, Larry Brown was coaching and just losing after losing. Then we have Amari come through in high school. So I was like, hey, these guys are legit. And then we had a little crew going with like Raymond Felton, Daniel, Danilo Gallinari. And then we had Mello come, which at the time was, I was of course excited really excited then we had that big 52 win season in 2012 2013 mm-hmm. beat the celtics in the playoffs and then ran it to roy hibbert and the pacers with a young paul george and uh we couldn't hold it and then that's really been downhill since we've had some really mm-hmm. awful seasons from Derek fisher leading us to a 10-win season phil jackson not giving a fuck about us but giving us kp only to leave giving us frank neil keenan which i can rant on all day and it's some <laughs> tough basketball Frankie smokes <laughs> smoke. oh my god it's been a tough time at first you know, when we had washed up D Rose come through or uh Joaquin Noah again yep. rather <laughs> partying. <laughs> yeah, rather party in the city than care about the Knicks. It's it's been a drag. We still have a long ways to go. But you know what? I, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for Obi. We'll see if RJ can, can develop into anything. I'm excited for Tom Thibodeau to come through to be the savior. And then maybe someday, someday we are we are going to be nice again because everyone knows people are hungry. The Knicks haven't won a final since 73. I really think, and they always said when if the Knicks are good – that's when every when New York's hot. Like back in the '90s, before we uh, were born. Like I guess that we were born, but like before we uh, knew what was going on. Like New York was it with the '90s yeah. Knicks and stuff. And I just and it was it was exciting at the time too for that little bit when Melo, Amari, Tyson were on the same page. Iman Shumpert, and then uh, it's been a it's been a long, long time, boy. So hopefully someday. I just want to be known as the guy who sticks by this team when we're good again. And hopefully it's not when I'm, um, I'm going to, yeah, I, I, I got a PSA for anybody listening and I understand the loyalty, but I think that in no way, shape or form should you put yourself through like just 
being loyalty to like something that's dying. You know, like that just I don't know. To me, I'm the like Knicks man. too. The the Knicks haven't been know. good. It must hurt. It must hurt. Hell yeah, bro. And see, it does hurt. You say that, and and I was saying that earlier. So I'm a Cowboys fan too. You know, full disclaimer. Okay. And um. I was saying earlier, if Dak Prescott ends up on a different team, he's not on the Cowboys next year. I'm leaving. Like I've seen You're enough. Off it? I'm, I'm off it. Really? I'm, I, I don't. I don't. Loyalty for what? You've hurt. You've broken my heart so many times. <laughs> you <laughs> deserve good. better. You deserve better. Exactly, <laughs> dude. I just. It's funny because literally every single person says that. Everyone. I had someone mm-hmm. earlier this week talk about how being a Knicks fan is a personal flaw, and like, I don't know. It's just in my blood. And then maybe that's why uh, my dating sometimes is flaky because I'm too loyal sometimes and <laughs> these things. So. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I don't know, man. That's just if that's my thing, ride or die, no matter what, even if we're winning only 30 games <laughs> this year, if we're I, – I just um, – I just got to stay. I got to stay with those guys. And the the, the bar I make is uh, the Chicago Cubs took 108 years in between World Series. Ooh. So once then I can start complaining. So we're at <laughs> Nick's 73. <laughs> so Nick's, it's 57 years. No, sorry, 47 years since the Knicks won. And, well, clock's ticking. <laughs> but Keyshawn, tell me about the Wizards. So it's clearly obvious yeah. you're a Washington <laughs> Wizards fan because you <laughs> so, live in DC. But tell me about your team. What you're excited about them, and why, um, what do you remember the, throughout the years, like the, those Gilbert Arenas years? I'm sure, and John Wall yeah, stuff so, like that. So, so I became a Wizards fan because of Jawan Howard. Oh, okay. Unlikely, yeah. <laughs> we used to get our when I was, I mean, a baby, like three years old, when he was on the Bullets. Then he would get his hair cut at the same spot. So, oh, really? At the same barber, yeah. So that's I met him early, and that's what no like Jawan Howard was my first favorite player, and I was like, yes, Jawan Howard, Wizards, everything. And then it so happened when the Wizards played at it was called the MCI Center. Then yep. my mom worked at MCI. So she was getting tickets. So oh, okay. I was going to the games, and I'm right here. And it was you're a Wizards fan. And then you have MJ come through. Yeah. And then you have the Gilbert Arenas years, which were fun, until you know LeBron tapped him on the shoulder while he was shooting the free throws, <laughs> and that was a wrap for him. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's you talk about being a Knicks fan, it's just like being a Wizards fan. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. been horrible. They haven't won 50 games since 1978. They, they wow. uh, that which was the last time they won a title. Um, That's a long time. Exactly. Uh, it's been it's been rough. I remember. When I first went to St. John's, this was 2012, mm-hmm. I was in a sports management class. That's what my degree was in. And they're like, oh, is everybody say your favorite teams or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm a Wizards fan. The whole class laughed. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> you guys are Knicks fans, and you think me being a Wizards fan is funny? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gotten real bad then. But I guess that's what happens when you play with guns in the locker room. So, you know. <laughs> right? Go and get shot in the play. <laughs> Man, I mean, my football team <laughs> suffered from that one with plastico. Oh. So, but yo, let me ask you though, some of the big so one of the big off season in this short off season, one of the big moves is you saw your you're the Wizards rider die number one pick. John Wall gets traded for Russ. You switch Russ to go to Houston. Sorry, 
Russ goes from Houston to Washington. John Wall goes from Washington to Houston. Keep Bradley Beal. How do you personally feel about that? It broke my heart. Emotional. You're gonna get him emotional. <laughs> <laughs> it broke my heart, you. really. <laughs> um, I, so when I bought this jersey, it was about two years ago when uh, they were doing these city jerseys, and I had an. Then I knew it was either going to be John Wall or Bradley Beal, and the way that the NBA was shaping up, it was like you need shooters, right? And you got a guy who can shoot and do all the pick and roll stuff. So it was like, oh, you could kind of already see John Wall was getting phased out. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it was it was a long time coming. I'm sad about it just because I, I am a big John Wall fan. John Wall has yeah. done a lot for the community. Yeah. He's done, I mean, period, with homeless children, people. I mean, anybody you could think of, John Wall has helped them. In tremendous ways with Renesis during the coronavirus. I mean, he's been like a champion for everyone. So it's sad to see him go. He was a great partier in the clubs too. You know, shouts out to him. <laughs> of course, it's shout John Wall. Yeah, John Wall. Shout Rose Bar. Rose Bar. Oh, <laughs> shout out to Sean Jackson too because he was he's under for the short time he was here, but he's under yeah. John Wall as far as club uh, participation trophies. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> That's a dream. I, I think um, I, I think Russ being here is better than John Wall as far as basketball-wise. Mm-hmm. I've been talking myself into it. Oh, uh, really? But, yeah, but John, I, I think Russ, Russ just brings an intensity. John Wall, you can see he's a little laissez-faire. Everybody mm-hmm. laid back, but Nah, when you see Russ, he's like, I'm coming at your neck. I don't care if we're practicing. I don't care if we're if it's one-on-one, two-on-two, whatever. So right. I think that'll raise the level of the team. So I'm excited for this year's Wizards. Yo, man, they, I, it was reported that Russ showed up two hours before practice and was getting in, getting ready. So off on the right foot. Yo, guys, before we go take our first break, if you could just tell me your Mount Rushmore of your favorite players. It doesn't have to be in a particular order, but your four favorite players of all time. Like, for me, I would go Kawhi, LeBron, Kobe, and Shaq. Like, those are my top four players of all time. Mm. I just, so are we saying okay. players that we've seen play? Yeah, that we've seen or, personally. Or it could actually no. Okay, in be, their prime. Oh, okay. It could okay. be anyone. If you wanna if you want to pick okay. Bill Russell or Jerry West, feel free. Those are still my four picks. So of all time, who's your personal uh Mount Rushmore? Oh, uh, we'll start with mm-hmm. Kayshawn for this one. Okay. Uh, so it's Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. It's Michael Jordan. It's LeBron James. And I don't know why four is so tough. <laughs> John, <laughs> John Wall, Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> no, oh, it's Ty Lawson. Duh, Ty Lawson. <laughs> Duh. So, so why we'll, those four we'll picks? Sure, we'll make sure to tag Ty Lawson, and we'll send him the picture, Keisha. We'll send him the picture. Oh, okay, so this is my perfect time to bring this out. Mm-hmm. Although I am a St. John's graduate, I am North Carolina fan at heart. Also, to bring this out, it's a Tar Heel tattoo. Oh, Tar Heels, huh? That's an exciting yeah. time. Ray, uh, so Ty Lawson is from same place I'm from, and it, he was just one of my favorite point guards. He went to the Nuggets. I became a Nuggets fan, and no then 
uh, after a Wizards game. This was his rookie year. I had a uh, sign and everything, and I'll, I'll probably send you the picture if you want to put it on the collage or something. Yeah, yeah. I have a sign to welcome home Ty Lawson, and then uh, I was on their side of the bench, and he tossed me his headband. After oh, the hell game, yeah. Then I met him and everything. So Ty Lawson's on my Mount Rushmore. AI, of course, right. because he's the greatest under six feet. Uh, Michael, because, you know, he's Michael. And then LeBron, because he might be better than Michael. So. Oh, man. How about that? Yo, so Danny, real quick, tell me your Mount Rushmore of your favorite players. I was going to say, I don't know how, but Kayshawn finds a way for like almost every other week to bring that title off the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite know, story. That, that, that's like <laughs> real close. So I'm, I'm sure he's happy to bring that up. Um, let me see. My Mount Rushmore will go. I think my uh, first will go Shaq. Then I'll go Braun. Then I'll go KD. And then I'll go Tatum. Tatum. All right, all right. Any particular reasons for those guys in particular? Shaq is just one of the greatest personalities ever. Like, besides, like, being so dominant, I just, like, think he's just, like, the funniest and coolest person to watch. Like, um, his 30 for 30 has got to be one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Like, just Shaq overall is just he's just he's just goaded um bron because i do think he's the greatest player of all time and i just um Same. i just think that it's crazy how much in our lifetimes we've just seen him be so dominant too for sure um and he's a freak of nature as well um kd because as much as the warrior stint gave him so much like uh tarnish on his reputation i just remember him being in his before mvp season and then mvp season just those thunder years just being like wow like those two Ks playing as KD was just way too OP. He's just right. one of the greatest scorers ever, and there's no lie on that. And as much as I want to hate because he's a net two right now, like <laughs> game-wise, just being in that frame and being that kind of guy and just being a quiet killer was just so cool. And I love jump shots, so he's got one of the best jump shot games ever. Definitely. And Tatum because he's anchoring the future, you know? So Absolutely. I, I fuck with my guy, and, and he's had a great, you know, first few years, and I just see – instant stardom for him immediately so i'm gonna get him up there for sure and like me i picked shaq because of how dominant he was true diesel fashion destroy yeah. any besides his awful three free throws the man could just destroys the paint um i mean we've literally seen him destroy backboards and he's <laughs> a freaking nature in that sense lebron i think greatest player literally a perfect a perfect basketball player in every sense of the word uh whether it's scoring uh, we've seen him one of the most crazy defensive players of all time too. And um, then I would have to go with Kobe, just his will mama mentality, rest in peace, yeah. Kobe. And yeah. uh, just, just this energy. And I will keep that mama mentality for the rest of my life. And then Kawhi, because Kawhi does love that guy's personality. He really <laughs> is himself. Um, another one, one of the most top five defenders of all time leading two different franchises one in the east one in the west to final to final wins and who can and one of my favorite nba plays i've i've ever seen is him shooting the um the uh, buzzer beater against the sixers mm. bouncing yeah. one two so shout out to my guy Kawhi. so with that guy he's a terminator he's a terminator yeah. that's what he is the terminator i like that he yeah. is so yo guys we're gonna just take a quick little break then we're going to go talk about some of the headlines coming into the big uh, 2020 20 to 21 season. All right. All right. Now. Yeah. And later All we right. can talk about how I think Kobe's overrated. 
<laughs> we can All right, we will definitely I'm for explore it. that. Explore that. <laughs> All right, so we'll be right back, guys. What's going on, guys? I just wanted to take a couple of seconds to tell you all to check out the Tweet Cap. It's me and Ryan Page's podcast where we talk about the trending topics on Twitter and all the trending news stories around the world, whether it's pop culture, whether it's politics, whether it's wrestling, whether it's music, whether it's history perspectives, whether it's us talking about hilarious memories. The Tweet Cap is when me and Ryan talk about what's going on in the world right here, right now. Check that out on all podcasting platforms. Check it out on YouTube. That's the Tweet Cap with Matt Brown and Ryan Page. Now back to the Hoop Therapy Podcast. And we're back, guys. I have the Hoop Therapy Podcast with me, host Danny Chapman, Kayshawn Holloway. Danny Chaps. It's it's Chaparro, but you can say Chap. Okay, my bad, my bad, bro. But Danny Chaps and uh, Kayshawn Holloway. So Danny Chaps, Kayshawn Holloway, and... um, all right, let's 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 uh, let's get into some of these headlines with the NBA. But first, Kayshawn, you said some uh, take that is quite hot. You believe that Kobe Bryant is overrated? Can you tell us why you think that? Not, just because I, this is just uh, kind of a hard thing to explain. But just <clears throat> to me, Tim Duncan had a better career than Kobe. One Tim Duncan. If you look at the stat, Tim Duncan is better than Kobe. Kobe is a great player. He's an all-time top ten player, but he is not in the tier with MJ and LeBron. It, there's a tier. It's MJ, LeBron, and then you have Bill Russell, Kareem, Magic, uh, Bird, Larry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and you have that tier. And then you have a tier where you can get into a Charles Barkley. Well, not, not Charles Barkley. You get a Kobe before you get a Charles Barkley, a Kobe, and then others. But yeah, Kobe isn't a top one or top two tier player in my eyes or wasn't. How do you feel? Do you, do you agree with your co-host, Danny? Yeah, I, I share the same sentiment. I mean, I just I'm not to say like the same thing like you know not to say that he's any kind of falls out of any top like you know 10 to 15 conversation but I think having him top five is a little reckless and I think that he does have some sort of overrating to him um you know he was a great scorer give him that he's got the ranks to prove it give him that but you know at the end of the day there is other guys that were killing the game just as strong if you know not due to injuries their circumstances could have been prolific scorers to those 2000 years as well so you know when it comes down to it when people underrate kobe i appreciate it more when people overrate kobe yeah it's gotta gotta put an end to that oh four to oh eight what what happened in kobe where where was he he have like oh three oh what what happened once Shaq left you know before he got Powell and andrew bynum what, what happened you know, people just like to gloss over that like he was a championship guy his whole career. No, he's not LeBron. Mm-hmm. That That's not what it was. I respect your guys' opinions. I will have to disagree. I do think Kobe belongs in that uh, top tier. I think with the sake of, um, yes, it is fair that it, when once Shaq left, it did take a few years for Kobe to get back his knitting. And we can argue the various reasons why he was that. Is it because he never had? It took him until around that 0809 season to have his second person, like you know, to have that second guy once the Powell and Andrew Bynum came in. Can we? Um, uh, can we? Uh, 
set, can we talk about, um, you know, what took so long after the fact, uh, once they did win those two rings against uh, Ma- the Magic, Dwight and the Magic, and then uh, uh, wound up beating the Celtics again in their rematch. I don't know. There could be saying one things or the other, but I've always felt that Kobe really did instill to what he believes in that mama mentality, um, completely reinvented himself after his scandal in Colorado and uh, obviously changing from eight to 24. I think there is something that has to do with that, you know, also around that time while he was dealing with that case. So, uh, all various things we could talk about, but I think winning those two rings back to back without Shaq proof something, uh, giving it his all once the Achilles injuries happen, you know, scoring 60 on his, uh, very final game, you know, 3000 shots, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I know we can argue. I do also agree with you though. that I think, Tim Duckett is genuine, is truly the most underrated player in the NBA. I mean, the man has a ring in the nineties, two thousands, and twenty tens. The man. So where would you where would you place Kobe after one down? Where's Kobe to you? If I had to go with my the true about Rushmore of NBA greats, obviously I pick LeBron first, then MJ number three. I would have to say, I have to say Bill Russell for number three. Then we're going to put Tim Duncan as four and then Kobe number five. So I think he's in that top five. But also Magic, Magic is in that sphere too because, you know, Magic was essentially LeBron before LeBron, but LeBron is just an even better Magic. Can't forget Mm -hmm. Kareem either. Uh, We definitely can't forget Kareem and Larry Bird. So, uh, but I would have to say with an honest think that I would put Bill as number three and then we put Tim Duncan number four and then number five is, uh, is a uh, Kobe. And I mm-hmm. think, I think with uh, Tim Duncan's powerhouse, um, style, an underrated shooter and, um, I he like I said he was dominant and led those Spurs teams and we can debate whether how excited exciting they were or not it's still apparent with everything going on you know yeah yeah but before we move on I just want to say it's just funny how everybody just discounts Wilt Chamberlain like I do it too it's like yeah, oh, you were playing yeah, against like fair. six that's five fair. guys <laughs> no 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 one no one just it's like you're, you're yeah, right you're, on that I, I have to say that we could talk about Elgin Baylor is another person who <laughs> kind of forgotten yeah. amongst that. But you're right. Will, 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 and Oscar Robinson need their places too. Dr. Dre, of course, as well. I mean, the yeah. answer, you know, that just comes off the dome. But if I really thought about it, I'd have to put those guys yeah. in the top five. Hey, no, well. it's, it's no problem. It's only five places in the top five. Will can be about eight, nine. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> not everybody can be top five. And not everybody can be that's top why five. it's so tough. Yeah. For sure. And for that's sure. why we love the game. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yo, so, um, you know, change it on there with some of the. Um, Things before we go into the the players and the season itself, while I talk about you know the vi- the COVID impact on the NBA, and we've seen the the NBA do something great. They pulled off completing their season in the bubble. They are going to try to do. Um, looks like Disney's not available right now, so they're going to try to do. <laughs> they're going to try to do what the NBA and MLB was doing and go to their 
actually travel to each other's stadiums, no fans. And uh, they announced the first half of the schedule, not the full second half yet. Um, you know, just seeing how everything unfolds. So my first question to you guys is, what did you think of the bubble itself and how the NBA handled it? And are do you guys think this the, this next option going to stadium going back to arenas is going to work um the, the bubble I, I love the bubble i mean from a visual standpoint the way they brought i mean just because i didn't have to be in the bubble it was great i'm sure if i had to be there for 96 days as lebron says all the time <laughs> it would have been rough but, I mean, it was a great visual product. We got to watch basketball. Everybody, it was just like supercharged basketball. And, I mean, I want to see how those guys who played well in the bubble play outside of the bubble. But uh, I think with the rapid testing, and even though we have the increase in cases now, I think it's probably best for the NBA just to go back in your home markets and see what you can do from there. It's going to be tough because it's not like MLB or NFL where you have larger rosters. Like MLB, you got like 25 guys. Or the NFL, they expanded it. Um, I think the NBA, they should probably expand the roster size a little bit more, but then that'll just add more money to the teams. And they just got bailed out with $30 million. So I don't know if they want you know to pay more people, but it seems like, you're going to have a couple positives and the NBA is just like, all right, we're just going to have to roll with it. But uh, that's, I mean, it's tough. It's going to be tough. And as long as they, you know, both sides understand what's going to happen, then, I mean, money got to be made. Right. Next man up. Next man up mm-hmm. it seems to be. And hopefully where they're saying, as we're recording this, the FDA is going to be approving the Pfizer vaccine. So hopefully as we start to, um, you know, as that process moves forward, hopefully it helps eventually cancel the spread and we can have a full season, you know. But what do you say, Danny? What do you think about the, the bubble and uh, what their NBA is going to do moving forward? Well, like, uh, I agree with most of the location I was saying pretty much. Um, the way that it was constructed and the way that it was delivered was great. Um, the optics were great. The gameplay was phenomenal. Um, I was real skeptical on seeing how playoffs would go, but, you know, no, nothing nothing, uh, nothing was underwhelming. Um, to add on, what was cool was, you know, the timing of the games. I know that it won't be like that through the, uh, the normal schedule, but the bubble being so up front, up front and then having to be so expediated having those, you know, noon games and two o'clock starts, et cetera, every single day basketball. I felt like it was March Madness, but for the NBA, especially yeah. with them leading up to the play-in tournaments, the seating changing around, um, the limited amount of teams there. So it was its own little kind of like, you know, like they said, bubble, um, living-wise and just like reality-wise. Like it was its own circumstances. So it was cool. It was different. Um, you know, uh, I respect all that the NBA did, especially for like social justice messages as well. They utilize that yep. kind of small atmosphere and kind of just having just players really be on a different platform. So it was cool to see what they did with that little experiment. And, um, you know, leading up to what's going about to happen before, like all the vaccine things was going on. I thought it was a little reckless for them to have to, you know, put into stadiums, especially because it's going to be a little different because they can't create the same atmosphere they did with the bubble with, you know, 
the close centered courts with, you know, advertisement, et cetera, because an empty stadium is going to look very, very different. Right. But, you know, now that the vaccines are around and knowing that the teams, some teams are, are struggling, some teams are coming corners with money, um, you know, et cetera. Uh, I think that, you know, they had, they had, like Keishon said, the money's got to be made. The people like there's, a, you know, teams like the Warriors who just spent, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars of creating these brand new arenas for them to be empty for years on end. Like, it's just going to be pointless. So on an ownership standpoint, I get why they're going to have to go start to fill the seats early. But, you know, I'm on one of those ends where I'm extremely cautious with this whole thing. So I just think it's reckless to be in games and stuff. And the way that it's going to be done and, and how they determine who gets what seats and just opening up boxes that are only affordable to people who make you know x amount of income is just a little unfair i think it's a little tricky for sure. having to be in person so i'm not against i'm against it in a bit but also knowing that you know sometimes your hands are tied of what you can do but crazy enough the nba's announcement of the season being suspended was what made me take the virus like the most serious like yeah overall like my heart like literally like dropped i remember being at work like you know watching like um you know, certain games, I remember St. John's game got canceled and it was just kind of like the table there and a bunch of the games getting canceled little by little. And then next thing you know, the tweet comes out from Woj and I get the notification. It's like, there's no NBA. Like, it was almost like heart shaking. So, crazy that's, stuff. That set the tone for not only NBA, that set the tone for the country. And before you knew it, we were yeah. shut down a few days later. So, I mean, shouts to um, Adam Silver being proactive and changing that and probably did save – I know probably save more lives from doing that. So yeah, and it just shouts to Adam silver, pull being able to come together and pull it off. And, uh, you know, balancing that and, you know, from as you said, all the social justice issues that needed to be addressed and giving those platforms it, um, really sweet. That's why I admire the guy. So hopefully you guys, we can get through this and we have something to enjoy. And uh, yeah, absolutely, let's get through this. I said it. I said it on one of the pods that my ultimate goal, like I don't care how anything goes, like close it down, open it up, as long as there can be playoff basketball back in stadiums, back with fans, I'm good. Do whatever you need to do, spend Amen it, like that. whatever. But as long as there's playoffs back, I'm good. You know, there's no reason why we can't at least if we assuming we're following the rules, the vaccine. Spread is getting lesser and lesser because of this vaccine. Uh, why not by the end of April and May, we can at least, even if it's at first, we have to slowly get there, you know, 25% yeah. capacity, then 50, then 100. Uh, we saw with baseball in the World Series, they had a limited numbers and it was still loud and popping. So why not mm -hmm. do that with the NBA? So, um, yep. yes, I would love to see my 10th seed Wizards make it to the finals. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, we, you know, with that, so the NBA, the first story, they're going to have, they're going to have a new tournament to add a ninth and 10th seed. Juan, do you guys, um, you guys familiar with it? You want to explain to the audience what the new playoff seeding is? Yeah. Okay, Sean, go ahead. Yeah, uh, so the playing tournament is just something that they are taking from the bubble, uh, and they're just expanded it now because before it was if you were in the uh, ninth seed, you could trigger uh, trigger a play-in game where you play the eighth seed two games for uh, – well, if you win, 
you get to play them again as a ninth seed. There's a chance to be a playoff team. So now they're moving into the seventh seed. So if you're the tenth seed, you can play the seventh seed. And if you win twice, you're in the playoffs. And if you're the same thing for the ninth seed. But uh, I, I think it's interesting. I like it. I really do because, I mean, so often you see that if much you're not in the top nine-ish, like most of the time in the Eastern Conference, most of the teams are like, all right, well, we're tanking. We're, we're just headed for the yeah, bottom because yeah. there's no point. But now if you can sniff a little bit of playoff experience and you got some young guys and you can get them ready – uh, for the future, that's worth it more than uh, just going to the lottery, especially now that the uh, lottery odds are flattened. So just because you're the worst team, you're not going to get the best odds. The worst four teams right. split the odds. So it's like you might as well go for it. And, and so I think that'll bring much more intrigue. And it even goes hand-in-hand with them um, only giving out the first half of the schedule because now they can see what happens in the first half, like the first month or so, and say, well, we can just sprinkle in some good matchups here in the uh, second half right. and make these runs to the playing tournament just amazing. And it'll be the only sport on because by then football will be off. I mean, baseball will be starting up, and NBA can just create its own drama. So mm-hmm. uh, Why not? Why not? Adam Silver knows Right. Hell yeah. Got anything to add with that, Danny? Like, uh, we saw a sample size with it with Portland kind of leading up to the playoffs and Portland, like, you know, being around that range and them flirting around with Phoenix and them going, you know, trying to swoop that seed. And then, you know, Memphis being right there uh, for those who have watched and remembered how good that last game was when they had to play oh, yeah. the Nets. And the Nets did not go away anywhere. It felt like March Madness. I I, I feel like that August was a lot like March Madness. And then, like you said, even though, you know, the Grizzlies necessarily didn't get to win the game, having that experience definitely showed them something with the playing game. So, you know, I think that was a sample size, and I think it's going to be good. And I think the in-season tournaments, um, incentives for, you know, those lower seeds, and they're already on that trajectory for uh, uh, swaying away from tanking. So I think it's nothing but a good idea. And I think the West is stacked and the East is stacked, less than the West, obviously, but still got some good teams around that bottom. So to see some more games, and, you know, um, one thing that was different was with the bubble only invited a certain amount of teams. So there was months on end with, you know, fans not even getting to see their team. So let's say the Wizards are a 10 seed and they get that playing game. It's another game for the fans that really get to enjoy their team. So, you know, I think I, I concur that Adam Silver knows what he's doing. So I like the idea. Get that revenue up. Exactly. Make it more fun. Everybody loves a great playoff game, no matter what the sport is. Yep. Let us let it give someone else a chance. And, uh, you know, you know, Carl, Charles Barkley, you know, the great the NBA Hall of Famer, TNT commentator. It's always brutally honest. Like he would make fun of teams that he wouldn't go. So like I'm like I'd always be with um I'm always gonna be a LeBron in the Laker games and then I'm not I'm not gonna go to the Minnesota games and you guys aren't good. So you can just switch it up in that <laughs> sense now, right? Do you do y'all remember the 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 Phoenix rant? Do you remember that? I forgot who they played, but the the the, the show went off and was like, Charles, what, what's in Phoenix? He's like, what, what do you got to do in Phoenix? He's like, they got great nachos. Like, what else is in Phoenix? Everything but the sun. He's like, the women, they got good beer. They got good seats. Uh, oh, man. That, How about fun. when Shaq and Kobe would go off? He's like, yo, I didn't go to, you get on the, yo, that's why you got no ring. And then Carl Brown was like, I didn't get the coattails of D-Wade and Kobe. <laughs> <laughs>
They, they literally Those called guys are the best. Who did this? Someone, someone wants you to chicken with your fat ass. And he literally said that to him right on there. Those are those yeah, are guys, Kenny Anderson and um. And, I, I would uh, say my my favorite yeah. Chuck rant when he's talking about the women in San Antonio how they double fisted heroes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> my man. <laughs> we know Charles Barkley's lived some life. Also, you know, speaking of the Suns, they really stepped up during the bubble as well. Like they became yeah, eight and zero stars. Yeah, and now they got um, yeah, Chris Paul. You'll say yeah, they got Chris yep. Paul, and they got some new jerseys that are beautiful. The Valley those jerseys. Were, those were sick. Oh, those I like were sick. I, I like. I'm like, I might just give me a Chris Paul jersey because, oh, man, I should put him on my Of the Mount many Rushmore. Chris Paul jerseys you can. Yeah. That would be a good one for the Mount Rushmore. I fuck yeah. with Chris Paul. Heavy. That's yeah. my favorite point guard cool. of all time. You know, nine Ty Lawson division. He needs that ring. Oh, man. So some some other things. Why don't we talk about some other players? Yo, I got we got to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Somehow became we the most talked about team and the Lakers won the finals. <laughs> so we have the Nets, you know, I follow I follow all New York sports, so I follow the Nets pretty often. With the Spencer Dimwitties, the Jarrett Allen, not Jarrett Allen, Jarrett Allens, the uh, <laughs> Karis Leverts, the Kenny Atkinson leading them when D got him to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You kinda I mean, obviously I'm a Knicks fan, but you know, you have some respects and kudos. And now they just Talk about zero hundred, they go go real mainstream. Obviously, sign KD after his injury. They're trusting with that. They have Kyrie, and I don't know about you guys. I respect Kyrie a lot as a player, but damn, that guy could just be so annoying and self-centered. I don't trust him. We know. <laughs> Such a baby, man. Not wanting to talk hey. to the media, thinking about creating their own league, like like he's just makes himself such an easy target, but hey, he's clutch when he needs to be. But damn, why you gotta be so sensitive, Kyrie? But. Hey, that's like IV to our veins right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of our original names for our podcast was the He Man Kyrie Hater Podcast. So, uh, <laughs> Yo, <laughs> so we have a lot of a lot of Kyrie rants on our pod. <laughs> so we yeah. concur. Yeah, we agree. So like, yo, do you think? The Nets with the uh, also with the new coach and Steve Nash, aka KD and Kyrie are coaches, and Steve Nash is getting the paycheck. Just do what they want. And um, my guys, are the Nets going to be worth the hype this year? Mm. So, I'll take so that you, one, and I'll go, yeah, go ahead. straight up. I'll go straight up. No, like mm-hmm. I'm not in on them. I'm you know real real down on them. Um, don't think they're going to be as great as people make it out to be because. You know, first first reason that that reason that you just brought up with the fact that they completely bombed their coaching staff and then yeah. brought in this whole, you know, I get keeping around people that you're friends with and stuff, but I think playing too much to that kind of loses you. Um, we can kind of see that situation with in Houston with Harden or yeah. playing too much to his favor kind of just gets you nowhere. So we got a bunch Harden, of so. <laughs> yeah, so a bunch of KD's friends on the team, you know, KD and Kyrie's friends on the team. KD's boy on um, is the head coach and you know, you got all the old sons as the coaches and stuff. It's like what and, and Nash is coming up with these quotes like, you know, we're going to be moving the ball, no ISOs, you know, we're going to be fast, we're going to be all these things that you just look at the two guys' games and it's not. And, and you know, lack of experience. Then you have Mike D'Antoni on the bench. It's just a weird hierarchy, weird systems into play. It's a, it's a really big experiment. Mm-hmm. And then to go on the personable approach of, like we said, Kyrie being this 
far out there kind of guy, you know, real in tune with himself. Um, Obviously has a right to do the things the way he wants to do them. And as a human being, you know, Mm -hmm. he's deserved of certain things and is entitled to his own opinion. But at the end of the day, I seen this uh, meme that was like, you know, people like, you know, I won't go far into it, but it was like people saying they want to express their opinions. And it was like three squared equals nine. I mean, three squared equals six. So it was like them just having an opinion of something that's completely false. So to say (laughs) Kyrie is someone who, you know, he just is far out there. That's the least I could say about him. And then KD is obviously someone who's way in his head as well, who's a great player, but has now a ton of expectation and a whole completely different thing. I think that they have a situation with Melo kind of here, like, yeah. They had a great young team with the D'Lo years and the playoff run and et cetera, and they were getting, you know, good trajectory from their young prospects. And now they just completely blew that up. Jerry Allen might not even have a starting spot. You know, Karis LeVert is constantly in his rumors. Joe Harris had a fight for his money, and their esteemed coach is gone and et cetera. So yep. it's a bunch of new faces, a bunch of new blood, a bunch of experiments going on. And then you have Katie's injury on top of all of it. And then Kyrie's health as well, who hasn't really, you know, stayed as the healthiest guy to really play in the league. So I think there's a ton of negatives on them. And the only positive they have is that they have two stars and not much more to it. The last two stars we thought were going to take over the league was the Clippers. And we saw where that went. Got so, out early. That's my nets. That's my nets spiel. So this is where me and Danny differ on this issue. He's mm-hmm. more about building with the youth, and I'm more like, if you can get a chance to get the superstars, you get them, point blank, period, no matter what. Even with how I feel about Kyrie and his transgressions. <laughs> but um, I, I do agree that the Nets I – I don't even think the Nets will make the conference finals really? if we want to just take it there. Um, because we have KD – I mean, second best player in the league behind LeBron. Uh, but he's coming off an Achilles injury. I mean, we yeah. know how good he can be. But, I mean, this is a player who is great offensively, great defensively. And that Achilles takes something out of you. We haven't seen yeah. anybody really come back from the Achilles and be the same type of player they were. The only guy who's kind of come back Clyde. recently is, yeah, but he wasn't really the same guy. Dominique yeah. came back, and he was he, you know, had some good years afterwards, but he was never yeah. the same guy. Uh, Wesley Matthews is probably the most recent guy besides John Wall, uh, who sat the Achilles. But Wesley Matthews has been getting minimum salary deal since, and he was never a KD type guy, but he he was a max money guy, you know. So you know, we'll see how KD looks coming off the Achilles at seven feet tall, you know, all of that. Right. And they just, to me, they just have parts that don't fit. You got Karis LeVert who needs the ball. You have Spencer Dinwiddie who needs the ball. You have Kyrie Irving who needs the ball. Kevin Durant who needs the ball. Joe Harris don't need the ball, but you got to get him some pin downs or something right. and open something up for him. And if you're just going to wave him off, how's he going to score? I mean, so you got that, – that's five guys who pretty much need the ball. And then what is DeAndre Jordan? Because he shouldn't be a starting center. Jared <laughs> Allen, you got to make a decision on. Uh, I, I mean, I just don't know what the Nets will be. And then you also have Kyrie, who just got fined twenty five thousand dollars. Him and the Nets today for their little for his media stance. Yeah, and it's just like I I don't know. I don't trust Kyrie to keep it together the entire season and not just say little things and, and just have a little breakdown. I don't know. He, yeah. He talks about how the media, 
you know, twist his words, but we're just taking what you say. It's like, right. To me, it's just like what uh, Bomani Jones always says. Credibility is like insurance. You don't need it till you need it. He has, he, he has no credibility. His credibility is shot. So we're not taking anything that you say by benefit of the doubt. You're the flat earth guy. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He, he makes himself an easy target to make fun of. I, I've always said players should just take the Marshawn Lynch route and just troll the fans. Like, you're, by, you're required to meet the media at least once a week. You don't have to answer their questions. I mean, that's our Fifth exactly. Amendment, right? So just, just say either you could be a funny troll about it, like Marshawn Lynch, and say, I'm here so I don't get fined, or just, um, you know, just give one-word answers. Right. Both teams those. play hard. We played well. We didn't play yeah. well. That's it. That's it. <laughs> exactly. That's it. <laughs> and all athletes need a uh, hard look with that. And another player that has to do with – that could be involved with the Nets. Probably the most interesting player talked about right now and in the very short offseason we have is James Harden. So we know what's going on. Whether he's allegedly partying with – is it Lil Baby or Dub Baby? It's he's with Lil Baby. It was Lil Baby in Atlanta and Vegas. Yes, and okay. It's not allegedly. To, he was there. He, he was, was definitely there. there. So we yeah, already don't have to say that. <laughs> so we got that. We got um, him obviously declining the contract extension and then making it very clear that he wants to get traded and hasn't showed up to practice yet. Some of those teams include the Sixers, some of those clean to the Brooklyn Nets. I believe there's two other ones that were just mentioned uh, today. The Bucks. Miami and Milwaukee. Yeah, so there's four right there. So, guys. James Harden, I think it's fair to ask he's been a little bit of a diva lately with this. Mm-hmm. So do you think James Harden has a point to this? Do you support what he's doing? Does he deserve to get traded to a contender? What do you think of this whole thing with James Harden right now? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I saw something that said he's getting player empowerment mixed up with self-sabotage, and that's just absolutely mm. true. It's like what he he's like he he's well within his right to want to leave, want to get traded, whatever. But he, not like this. Like yeah. I mean, he was hanging out yeah, with right. little baby, and, and then Meek Mill posted a picture with him <laughs> the other day too. They want jet skis. I'm like, all right. Well, just come come to practice. Like, it's not the NFL. You cannot hold out. You have to right. come to get your money and to get the time. And you have pretty much three years left from your deal, two years in the player option. So it's like, no, he, he really has no leverage. And he's 31, and he plays a certain style. And I don't know if anybody wants him. So he should just come on and just stay in Houston for right now, because I, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's anywhere for him to go. And the fact yeah. that Mr. Broke Man Tillman Fertitta offered him, you know, fifty million a year, <laughs> and he turned that down, I was like, "Ooh, Tillman must want him bad," because right. Tillman, <laughs> he he just borrowed money at some rates that'll make you scream. <laughs> definitely, credit card definitely. rates ain't that high. <laughs> And we'll and we'll never we'll never forget that start of the bubble. He was serving up fry fest meals to everybody in the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> His restaurants, cheese sandwiches for the NBA is not okay. No, no, no. But you know, like 
You know, if I think you make a good point because shit, if he plays awful this season, he's going to look awful and it's going to really hurt his legacy. I mean, I think Hart has really had a cool career coming from a bench player on the Thunder to being a legit superstar. And he doesn't want to be known as this dude who never was clutching the playoffs, really underachieved, not even get winning the West in Houston. I think he just, he just has to take a hard look at himself. He, you're obviously going to be free age after this year. Just do what your guy Russ is doing in that field experiment. Play hard. Say, look, like I deserve this. I could earn this place and then try it again with free agency. And then you might have more buyers instead of being forced in a situation. If you wind up going to the Sixers, even though it could, you might argue that they do need him or could use him, mm-hmm. but, um, or the bucks who really, I mean, if Giannis got a, a, a true second, well, not, nothing against a, a Bledsoe and, um, and Chris Middleton, but I mean, that's, that's, that's a team right there. That's a combo. So I think Harden just yeah. needs to uh, stop partying, prove that he's about it, and then you'll have the owners take you more seriously. Yeah, I think to me, the only realistic trade would be sending him to Philly. I think that's the only one that works for both sides if he was to get moved. But if you're Philly, you're in no rush to do that. You just got a new coach, new G, uh, new president of basketball ops. So you might as well see what's what's working and what's not working. And the team has to figure out if it's worth giving the literally an arm and a leg for because that's what's mm, going to cost yeah. you. That's that's the thing with Harden is that, you know, as much as he want maybe want to get out of there, let alone Tillman not wanting to let him go, but that's a king's ransom you have to give up for him. And I don't think anyone's going to like leverage their team to really get Harden. And as much as as great as Harden is, it's going to cost a ton. And I don't think anybody's right. going to put themselves in a position to be like. And that. what team is going to have enough after you give up a ton? to still be a contender once you get them, you know? But that's the thing thing that I've seen in in a lot of the conversation is almost as if Harden will come in as, like, number two. Like, Harden is not considerably considerably or, you know, without a doubt, whatever way you want to put it, one of the best scorers in the league, if not the best, and has had fantastic seasons, put up 30 a year the last three years, and – Whatever team he gets to with another star, i.e. Joel Embiid or Giannis or, you know, any of those other sleeper teams out of there, is going to instantly give them contender odds no matter what because Harden with another superstar is just going to be unstoppable. But I just think it's going to cost too much. And I just think he has developed a personality that he's been catered to. So he's not one of those guys who, like we're saying, will be a workhorse and work out and practice all the time and take the game super serious. Even um, – Rockets Insider came out today on why that's why him and Russ didn't work out was because there was no structure, especially yeah. with Mike D'Antoni there, was that there was no practice structure, no routine structure. He's one of those guys who he says he's always game ready, which we can tell he is. He's always ready to drop 50. But, you know, when it comes to a workhorse like Russ, who's there two hours early, ready to grind, James Harden's just not that kind of guy. He's going to show up when he wants to, <laughs> you know, do what he wants, be at the club the night before and still come and drop buckets. But not many people are going to gravitate towards that. So he kind of developed that persona himself, which I give him props to, except for the fact that he's, you know, partying out in a pandemic. I respect the guy being at the strip club <laughs> till 6 a.m. before a game. It's badass. He got his jersey retired in a strip club. 
This shit is goat. <laughs> goat status. That's my it's life a picture goal. Picture James Harden raising in the strip club in Houston. It's goat. It's goat it. shit. It's goat shit. Yo, guys, just really quick before we take our last break, Giannis. If the Bucks underachieve again, don't even make it to the West. Sorry, if they don't even make it to the finals to play the West, is Giannis gone? Hell yes. yes. Hell yeah. Good, he's gone. Go? Where do you yeah. think it would be his fit to go? The Knicks? <laughs> Let yes. him go anywhere, yo. Let him go anywhere, honestly. So, I, real quick, I always grew yeah. up hating the Knicks because my parents loved the Knicks. But I love watching games in the Garden. The Garden is my number one place to watch games. The Nets Arena is second. But uh, I would love to see Giannis in the Garden. I want New York basketball to be on and popping. So does the NBA. And, you know, if if the Knicks can show they're a legit team that we need one more, one more piece, then um, – and Giannis, we trust. And, uh, yeah, it's it was just interesting. I was surprised they didn't win the East this past season. But um, do you think do yeah. you think they, they, they're legit? you think they can make a run again? I think they're equipped to make a run just because how young Giannis is. But one thing I got to bring up is the fact that it might sound dumb, and I say it all the time, and a lot of people say it all the time. I don't care how it sounds, but you truly don't understand, like, the size of these players until you watch them live. Yeah. But right. when I saw Giannis, it, like, didn't make sense. It, 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 he looked like KP, but the way that he was running around was, like, unreal. The way he would just lift to, to a hoop, man, like, it was just – seeing Giannis live was crazy. So if he would be in the garden to go back to the Knicks, uh, I would see him as much as possible because it's – He's literally like a freak of nature. It's insane. And that's where being a Knicks fan through a lot of shit times go. I can just say, yeah. hey, look at this. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's obviously this is a make or break se- season for the whole Milwaukee shit, the whole t- city of Milwaukee, that whole state yeah. of Wisconsin. This is our guy make or break. They need to make they need to make a run so he can uh, so he wants to stay. And I know he talked to um, the owner during the uh, off season, and there are expectations, and we're gonna see if. Um, he can uh, meet them, but uh, yeah, and he has till the twenty first to sign his supermax extension, or he'll yeah. be a free agent next summer. Yeah. So, oh boy, Ooh. this is gonna be something else, guys. And uh, do you think he's going to do it? Sign the extension? I don't yeah. think so. Yes, I'll say he's, yes. He signs. Think so? Yeah, I don't. I, the fact that the I don't know if it's because maybe his English isn't so great, but him talking about yeah, you know what? My agents got to read it over. My agents got to you know have those combos. It's like, bro, there's a supermax on the table, and it's just you saying yes or no. Like that's it. It's two hundred million dollars. Two hundred in your face. It's either if you want it or not. There's no kinks to it. There's no incentives they can add to it. Like it's not going to tweak up any better. He's got the best deal around, and it's whether or not he wants to accept it. So I feel like the little smoke screen might be. Might be telling. It's going to be some time, guys. It's going to be some time. Yo, with that, we're going to take one more break. Then we're going to talk, give our, we're going to talk quickly about the uh, draft picks, if they're legit, the NBA 100. And then we're going to pick our, we're going to pick, make our predictions for the finals this season. So we will be right back. I just want to remind everybody to wear your mask, be safe. Be responsible. The vaccine is in this country. This vaccine is all over the world. We will overcome this. We just have to keep being responsible. That is all. Be responsible. We are almost there. Now back to my conversation with the hosts of the Hoop Therapy Podcast. (laughs) 
All right, guys, we're back. Danny Shaps, Keyshawn Holloway, the Hoop Therapy Podcast hosts. All right, we're back. Rocking and rolling. I got the names right, too. There you go. <laughs> All right, sweet, sweet, perfect. Okay, so we see also that Keyshawn had a wardrobe change. What are you wearing? Oh, uh, the Bethel High School jersey. This is the Allen Iverson High School, you know, basketball jersey. Just wow, your true loyalty to that. Yeah, just, just showing a little bit of love. <laughs> there you go. I hear that. I hear that. Yo, so a few more things. First, the NBA draft wasn't too long ago. Um, mm-hmm. I want to talk specifically our top five NBA draft picks which include Anthony Edwards at number one going to the T-Wolves. We have James Weissman from the freshman going to the Warriors center. We got probably the most popular player in this class, LaMelo Ball playing overseas in Australia. He's now going to be a point guard for the Hornets. Patrick Williams goes as a small forward playing for the Bulls. And then Isaac Okoro, going to the Cavs from Auburn guys out of, and we also have plenty of other big names out there. Um, whether Killian Hayes or my guy, Obi Toppin for the Knicks. Mm. People are excited to see what Jalen Smith does for the Suns. Cole Anthony was a big name coming into this and, you know, plenty of other guys being mentioned. So out of any, whether of, whether in the top five or any other guys in the draft, who do you think is more is most likely to be a superstar? Mm, superstar. Mm. Okay, so you say superstar. I'm gonna go with Lamelo. Big Lamelo. Lamelo hold he down. has the most superstar potential just based off of uh, everything. I mean, he was a walking triple-double in Australia. I mean, so he can score, he can rebound. I mean, it, he can score if his shot isn't still a little wonky. But uh, I think LaMelo probably has the most superstar potential in this class. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, I think the best player is going to be Cole Anthony. You know, you mentioned him, New York guy, yep, uh, yep. Carolina guy. I, I think he's just has a game built for the NBA. Like, he's going to be a professional scorer for 15 years. Easy, I can see it. But if you're talking like the guy with the most superstar potential to me, that's Lamelo, and all the packages he has. Do you think transitioning from overseas an overseas game in Australia? Yes, he pretty much dominated in Australia, but you know it's not the NBA. Do you think that makes a difference at all, or he's still gonna hold it down? I, I think that helps him because. He's been playing against grown men since he was 16. So, you know, everyone knows his father took him away. He went to Lithuania, which isn't for weak people, for real. You go to Lithuania, then they're not really playing out there. They're playing basketball, but they're not playing. So, you know, he's been toughened up from there to the JBL to playing in Australia. And it it was just nice to see a kid, a 17, 18-year-old kid, be able to do the things he did. And, you know, I think it'll be able to translate. Of course, he's going to have to put on a little bit more muscle. But, you know, KD was able to do it without putting on muscle. And he's a 6'7 point guard. So I'm I'm excited for the prospects of the mellow ball. Mm -hmm. 6'8, actually. 
six eight. He, excuse he, me. He, yeah, he got measured at six eight for his media day. I think a lot of the Euro guys say that when they come over from their European leagues, that they say they loosen up when they come to the league. They their shot feels a little quicker. They feel a little looser. Yeah, his game is played a little, little lighter. All right, all right. And um, do you do you have a pick, Danny, as a who's going to be a superstar from the bunch? So I don't, I don't, I would go to say that I don't think any of these guys are going to be superstars. I don't think we're going to have like a two thousand. We're going to have like a two thousand NBA draft type vibe. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. think it's a a bunch a bunch of like uh, I wouldn't say it's the worst draft either, but I don't necessarily think a superstar is coming out of here. Um, but I do double up to say that you know I think Lamelo has the most potential. Like you know I said, six eight coming in has playmaking skills. Already has a professional experience, which I think gives everybody like a. Gives him a notch up when everybody has the tools to be a, g- a great playmaker. And so he's going to get the keys to his franchise early on as well versus a bunch of the other picks that, you know, not necessarily are going to get those keys immediately, um, especially the two on top of them, you know, have stars that they're already invested in. And um, other than the other star-ridden potential guys, it's a bunch of tool guys that are in the NBA uh, that are in the draft. So I think LaMelo's got the best, like, shot to uh, – become like a bigger star than what we thought i think you know i I, i'm gonna agree with you guys uh i think lamel you know lamello is pretty legit i think he's better than his brother obviously time is gonna tell with that and he's obviously a much he's obviously a much taller um point guard and see if that's gonna start some type of tread but um yeah i'm gonna go with that we never know and then i'll just put it just yeah would you guys double up as LaMelo for rookie of the year as well or no? Hmm. Yeah, you know, I was going to go. I ain't going to go with that. You want to know who I was thinking? I just think he's had some attitude problems, and, but he seemed really dominant in college was James Wiseman for the um, Warriors. I know he's gotten in some trouble in his past, but I don't know. He, he's extremely young at 19, but I think somebody, he's seven foot one, 245 pounds. And, um, even the little things I saw when playing for Memphis, he gives me kind of those Tim Duncan type of vibes, like mm-hmm. shortage and stuff like that. But as long as he keep his act together, I think he can be, I think he could be somewhat worth watching. And I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with that as my pick for the rookie of the year. I know with Wiseman. no, with no, with no clay on the Warriors, uh, still has Draymond and Steph Curry. I think this could be a great shot for him to get some eyes. And then hopefully, I mean, Steph Curry seems to be a great guy to help lead any young player in the right direction. So I'm going to go with that. James okay. Wise. For me, rookie of the year, and Matt, you might like this. Uh, I got Obi Toppin for rookie yeah. of the year. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I do like okay. it. I do like it. Dude, just mature guy. He's- yeah, he's about 30 already. So. <laughs> uh, and his, his offensive package is there. Like, like it's there. He's got a big body, a big yeah. frame. He's going to be able to score inside and outside from day one. So I think a lot of Knicks offensive run through him. It'll be a lot of two-man game between him and R.J. Barrett, which yeah. should be uh, if you can run some pick and rolls, pick and pops between them, and you can get kind of RJ open and you get Obi open. But uh, yeah, I, I think Obi is probably that's my rookie of the year favorite. What about you, Danny? Who are you going? You know, with? my my sleeper pick is got great odds too, so I'm about to put some money on it. It's Killian. I'm giving it to Kill. I think rookie Killian. is Killian Hayes. 
I think Detroit had a messy offseason. You know, we could get into that if we need to. But, you know, they signed yeah. a bunch of unneeded players. But they really don't have great guards. And I don't think Derrick Rose is going to be able to sustain a starting position, nor should he. And I think Killian's going to be one of those guys who's going to get the keys to that franchise immediately. They'll probably shop off those centers and Blake for different pieces for the team. And I think that he has a good offensive game. So as long as he can, you know, get his opposed opposite hand, I think it's his right hand, you know, somewhat involved in his offense. I think he has the potential to really have a great numbers year, especially for Detroit with at, at least zero direction. All he has yes. to do is go out there and ball. No no expectations, no bar. So I think he could really let loose. He could be I, will the- say, I, will say, I will say one thing about the Pistons, and, you know, shout out to Troy Weaver, who's the GM. You know, he's from the D.C. area too. But Another it DC looks like guy. they watched Space – yeah, he looked like he watched Space Jam and they saw <laughs> the blue guy and they were like, you know what, we need – all, all of them, of them. this right. All of them, and, and they were just like, "We want everybody. This is what we want to build our team around." I was like, "I don't think they watched the same movie I watched." Jeez, do, <laughs> do you think the NBA could secretly or low key going to maybe a bigger man like we saw back in the eighties and nineties? Are we gonna have the big man dominate again? I mean, that would work the, it for the Knicks if Obi and Mitch Robinson would be those two guys pulling oh, it around. Did y'all, oh, Mitch Robinson. Did y'all see when freaking Bull Bull started out in the, the, the bubble? When they were on Bull Bull, Jokic, Grant, and like Paul oh. Mosep all at the same time and go crazy? Oh, Bull Bull is still eligible for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, so. he, he oh. said that he wants to win Rookie of the Year. That was his goal when asked. Maybe <laughs> yeah, the big man's making a comeback for all we know. I mean, the Lakers had Dwight, JaVale. They started JaVale in uh, AD, so maybe. Yeah. I I would love the big man to come back. I love old school NBA, throw it on the block. Everyone get Mm -hmm. out the way. Bully ball. Let's do it, man. You know, with the uh, the shooters are gone, the light, we're going back to old school, up to the painting. You know what's funny? Out of all these things we talked about with the draft, no one talked about the number one pick at Anthony Edwards. <laughs> and I wasn't really feeling him either. I mean, he has a cool right. story and stuff, but uh, I, I, I feel like it feels like Andrew Wiggins 2.0. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. or you look back on it like it's uh, Anthony Bennett. Oh, yeah. No, I hear that. And it just seems that the just the T Wolves are cursed with their stuff, man. Yo, so the NBA had their annual NBA top one hundred from various headlines. I mean Tyler Hero was pretty high in that list. Oh, and the from, ESPN uh, one? The ESPN one and uh yeah, I wanted to name the top ten and I wanted to see if you guys agree or disagree. And the guys who just missed it from Paul George at fifteen, Bradley Beal fourteen, Jimmy Butler thirteen, Joel and B twelve, I think that's pretty high. And your boy Jason Tatum, Danny is number eleven. But just quickly oh. going for the top ten. Nikola Jokic, the center for the Nug- for the Nuggets at 10. Damian Lillard, the point guard at number 9. James Harden gets number 8. KD, even though he didn't play, he's number 7. As Then we have our boy Luka Donic. He is number 6. Number 5 is um, Anthony Davis. This is, by the way, the CBS one. Then Steph Curry is number four. Giannis is three. Kawhi is number two. And LeBron James is number one, according to the according to the CBS one. And then the ESPN one, the ESPN top ten includes 
or yeah, top ten from the top one hundred. Those players include, excuse me, I think like jolted out on me at the last second. Thanks, reliable computer. (laughs) I'll have it right here. So the top ten for ESPN specifically goes. Um. Okay, I'll go back to the dub. I'll go to the ESPN really quick. But for the e, for the CBS one, do you think that's accurate? Do you like the names that was being shared? Um, I personally think Damian Lillard should be a top five player, especially how he carried Portland in the bubble recently. So I think they kind of did my main Damian Lillard a little dirty there. That's yeah. my personal um, rife with that. What do you guys think? Um, see, and I can see the Damian Lillard, um, argument, but it's just like, who would you move out the way, you know, to yeah. put him in top five? And that's the thing. Cause I think Anthony Davis shouldn't be below Steph Curry. It should probably go LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, AD, and then the rest. See, this is my, my, my stipulation with what has happened is that, a mixture of Lakers media plus winning the chip plus the bubble focus has yeah. risen AD stock and exponentially. Like, That's immediately... Contract resten- extension. But, like, to the point where, like, right after the chip was, like, AD or Tim Duncan, like, greatest power forwards <laughs> of all time. Like, you know, when you think about AD, like, you know, next year going to be MVP. Like, pump the brakes on AD top 10 in the league, maybe top eight, but I don't think he gets over the other guys who are going to be able to be number one guy. We talked about this on the podcast, Sean, where we said AD isn't really necessarily that number one option guy as a number two, he's looking crazy lethal and he's almost perfect, right. especially for a suited for LeBron's game and how big they can play and how lethal he is in that role. But how are we going to say a top two, a number two guy is going to be a top five player in the league. That's so what I'll I'm push, saying. I'll push AD back a bit. Um, obviously, you're gonna have the wings, the crazy wings with, you know, Bron, Giannis, Kawhi, um, uh, up there at up top, and then I have a mix in with Steph and Harden because Steph necessarily has a game that is gonna always be top five, especially if he's a bit healthy, um, especially when he's gonna be out there with a healthy team. So he's gonna play the full year. He's gonna be a top five guy. Harden got pushed all the way back for some apparent reason but i wouldn't say that he would jump over uh jump behind luca yet jump behind dame yet mm-hmm. yeah that's what i was thinking i think luca needs to be in that top five for sure maybe even i would um switch those out i think ad could be a top 10 but not a top five that's where i would yeah. make my switches i mean luca seemed like he couldn't miss at one point he started to, and yeah. then he go he wasn't back down starting with uh, his fights with uh, morris and stuff i mean even a more <laughs> yeah. kind of dirty i think um luca needs some more love in that and just for just for curious sakes with the mb the espn ranking it goes nicola jokic 10 harden is nine steph curry's eight Dame is seven, KD is six, Kawhi five, Luca four, Giannis three, AD two, and LeBron one. That is clearly an ESPN dick riding the Lakers as per usual, or specifically LeBron. That's why I've always said Le- ESPN forgets an L in the front, the LeBron Entertainment Sports News Network. <laughs> 
AD. Hey, got them all. At least they recognize who pays the bills, you know? Right, yeah, right. right, 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 right. Some tough I, I, I got a nice frame of LeBron in their offices. With, with all due respect to this, I also think KD, top 10, hasn't played in a year. I mean, obviously, before then, before he got hurt, he was obviously playing as a top 10 player. But I think um, we need to fairly – switch things up. I think I would put LeBron first. I put Giannis number two and then Luca three, Dame four. Oh. And um I would say I would argue Kawhi, even though he didn't really step up in the playoffs this past season, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he will uh make sure that doesn't mess that up for number five. How would you guys do with your personal top five? But especially with, with Adam Silver cracking down on low management, Kawhi's gonna have to play this year. Yeah, year yeah, we saw that. Home. He got to not come to things, but nah, yeah, now he's gonna have to play. If I gotta go down and make a top ten, let's see, I go Braun first, then I go Giannis second. And then this is where it gets tricky. So I'll go Braun, Giannis. Then I'll go, shoot, Braun, Giannis. I'll go Kawhi. Then I'll go Steph. Then I'll go Harden, mm-hmm. Doncic, um, Jokic, Dame. KD than AD. I appreciate oh my, that, man. And, uh, you know, we were just doing the top five, but top ten's even good, too. So we Yeah, I had to spitball the whole that, thing. So. Yeah, there you go. I hear okay. you, man. And, you know, uh, uh, you were saying, you were saying, Kayshawn? Yeah, yeah, I was going to drop my top five real quick, you know. Please do. LeBron. Yep. LeBron, Giannis. Yep. Kawhi. No, LeBron, Giannis, AD. Kawhi. We still put KD in the top five. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. What about Jimmy Buckets, guys? He single-handedly won the East. We don't. We don't go <laughs> any credit for that. At least to get yes. he's, number he's ten official, or something. No, he's officially top twenty. Top Solidified 20. Top twenty. Yeah, he okay. got. He got it, man. Jimmy got it. He's Jimmy's better than cool. Jason Tatum. Chill out. Me, Relax. So he, can, he, can, he can go higher than Jason Tatum. That's fine. He can go higher than Bradley Bill. Okay. Oh, relax. no, there's arguments <laughs> to be made. No, I mean, I think Jimmy's great, got great spirit. You know, he's a great worker, and he, <laughs> he's a good guy. Makes good coffee. He makes know. good coffee, right? <laughs> got cool hairstyles, good friend, you know what I'm saying? But it's not good. They good woman, right? Yo, but, I, I, can I just say really quick before before you continue the point, I just always love when people make, when they make decisions on why we should pick up players and not, we should pick up this dude because he's a good guy. Because guy. <laughs> good, good, good locker room guy. guy. Good, guy. Yeah, good character. This guy, this guy tells good stories. You know what I'm saying? He's got good restaurant picks. Let's, let's right. Him up in here. But you were saying before then, um, your, your points before with um, with Jimmy Buckets and stuff. You think so? so? I, I think that, that, that charisma's got him, but he also got exceptional play from his young guys. And then, bam, you know, tore his ceiling through the, like, you know. Yep. He, he the ceiling was a roof for him, so he he really was different. So I don't wouldn't say Jimmy Butler's stock raised too much. We knew him to be a game winner. We knew him to be a clutch guy. We knew he can score high on certain occasions. But I mean, there's a lot of well, young talent ahead of him, and there's a lot of good talent ahead of him. 
Go ahead. I, I don't know if I knew that he can do what he just did. Like, what he did in the conference finals and the finals, like, in the finals without Bam and, like, going toe-to-toe with LeBron like that. Got you, you haven't seen anybody – yeah, you haven't seen anybody go toe-to-toe with LeBron like that in a while. Like, that's something that KD does. That's something that <laughs> Kawhi did. And, you know, that that, that puts Jimmy Butler in, in like, a, a top tier. But, you, you know – to me, he's a top 15 player. I can give him top 15. You know, he's uh, – yeah, because he's better than a Ben Simmons. He's better than a, a Jalen Brown or a – yeah, yeah, he's top 15. He, I think he, I think the highest you could put him is at that fifteen mark, and yeah. he's, he's no matter no, no matter no doubt about it is with between that fifteen twenty mark. Mm-hmm. Anything above that is kind of overvaluating him. I think a little bit. Exactly. Fair points, guys. I think you make very fair points with that. So, yo, let's um, why don't we uh, make the big moment everyone's waiting for? I want to um, talk about our big predictions coming into the twenty to NBA 2020 to 21 season. I'd like you guys both to pick a team from the East, a team from the West, and who do you think is going to win the NBA Finals out of that? So with me, I am going to go with the Los Angeles for the West. The Los Angeles Clippers are going to win the the West this year. I think I'll start with the cliche with the chip on the shoulder aspect of getting knocked out really early. But I think with the, some revamp stars, I think with um, now Kawhi and PG going it together, I know the new coaches, it can, could anything can happen with there. But I think I've got to go crazy and pick the Clippers out of the West because I think with new shooters and um, a way better defensive front, I think they can make an argument. I see I'm getting some interesting facial expressions. With that, <laughs> but, uh, I would say uh, PG anytime, just signed uh, an extension too, yep. five years. I, I think it's granted that anytime the Clippers get brought up until they do something other than what they just did, it's always going to get a funny face from me. Fair, fair, <laughs> yeah. Very fair, very fair. And I think I'm going to pick – Make my decision based on you know. Of course, anything can change by time we're in the mm. end, but by the end of the season. But I think, I think now with um, so new revamps, um, apparently the locker room wasn't on page with Doc Rivers. I mean, we know the beef between Doc Rivers and PG. I think just a new coach, new coaching staff. Um, I think they just have a lot to prove. With an underrated um, point um, point game and. Uh, We'll see what uh, Patrick Bev, other people like Patrick Beverly or real Lou Williams can pull off with Kawhi and PG. I mean, Peppa Lou, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go with that with the West. And then my East pick, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I actually think mm-hmm. uh, I was kind of surprised that um, they did not win, wound up winning the East. I think now with Giannis, the playing everything, Milwaukee's playing because essentially if they're not making the, the finals, Giannis is gone. I think now with um, more playoff experience, a uh, still keeping that veteran presence, whether it's a Bledsoe, whether it's a Brooke Lopez, whether it's a uh, Chris Middleton, 
I think the Bucks are worth looking into. So for me, gonna go with a Bucks and Clippers finals with the Bucks going over. I think Giannis is gonna take the chip. I think the, the I think the wizard the um wizards. I think the uh, Clippers can win the West, but I don't think that they will win it. I think that is when they're gonna have their infamous choke. Because we've known <laughs> plenty of times that the uh, Clippers make a run and then fall flat on their face. I think it will be the same thing, but it's going to be when it matters the most in the finals. And then Milwaukee is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Okay. So before we give our picks, let me ask you this. Yeah. So on the Bucks side, you see Giannis taking it another level up? Very much so. I think. I think another step up? I think it was reported how disappointed he was getting knocked out early. Um, I mean, the, the shock value with that. I think Giannis is going to show. I mean, we clearly have seen from both the rankings that they don't see him, that both the CBS and um, ESPN rankings don't see him as a top three player. I think Giannis is a top three. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with a great shot, knowing how to drive to the hoop. <laughs> Great in the passing game. He's underrated a lot of assists. I think Giannis is going to be making his breakout season and have a huge shock and win the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And then if worst case scenario, he will come to New York and then <laughs> the crumble, the really crumble of New York. <laughs> a uh, Giannis fan from that. So that's right. where I'm, I'm going. You go ahead, Danny. I'll save mine. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'll go west first. Um, let's see. I got the Lakers high. I got the Clippers actually high too, surprisingly, because I think that Serge is a great addition. And I think yeah. that have them having to play in these low management games now and everything kind of getting aired out about how bad things were last year. They have no shot other than to get it together. I'm very high on the Nuggets, and I'm very high on the Mavs. Mm-hmm. I think Luka's going to take it to MVP level. But all in all, I think the Lakers are going to have enough preservation with how much depth they have now, and they're a revamped right. offensive team that I think they that they're going to have. They Schroeder and stuff like that. So. Prez, yeah, Wes Matthews. They have a bunch more weapons, and now they don't have to rely on, you know, guys like Kuz and Caruso to really – and Rondo <laughs> to step up and be vital guys. Now they have good, you know, better roles for the players that they got. I wouldn't say the, the talent so much better, but I think they became an offensive team instead of being this tall defensive team. So I think that's going to be great for them. So I say Lakers in the okay. finals. And then so by surprise for the Eastern Conference pick, I'll go ahead and I'll say the Celtics. <laughs> Honestly, fair. You, could, you, you make a good point with to, that. To argue my point, it goes on one of those all what-ifs have to be good what-ifs for everything to click. But there's a possibility for Jason Tatum to be at least in the top five MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. Um you know, elevating this play from last year, being Not at least 25, 25 or over per game uh, points-wise. Um, you know, Kemba's obviously going to be out for the beginning of the season. So if he could win games to a certain level um, to the top of Eastern Conference, and then Jalen Brown also take another step up in his game, being a 23-plus guy, um, having Marcus Smart finally getting his recognition. And then the elephant in the room is always at $28 million that we could still get from trade exception. Um from the Hornets deal that is going to be sitting there yeah. 
for us to pull a move on for whenever. $20 million is a boatload of money for the roster. So that is going to be a potential there. So I think that the way management is going to take it is if what these young guys do without Kemba at the beginning is phenomenal. Adding Kemba back is going to be better. And then shooting for that trade is just going to complete the piece. And then I think we have the potential to go because we've been the top defensive team last few years. These young kids have shown that they're more than what people expect them to be. And, you know, I look at teams like the Sixers, the Heat, the Raptors, and the Nets, and I look at them and I don't see so much of the potential, but I see more space for them to be frauds. So I think our competition is going to be the Bucks, and I think we've played well against Milwaukee, so I would give our, our run a chance on them, give the young boys their shot, give Celtics a chip. Nah, I would tell you they go to the finals, but they'll lose to the Lakers because, you know, Bron and AD are at next level. But Lakers-Celtics, give it to me. One time, just give it to me one time more. Give the cla- the classic matchup, man. The classic matchup. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there you go. I, I think you guys are on to something with this LA thing. Uh, okay. But I'm I'm gonna take the Lakers uh, to take the West, and that's because well I get into that, but yeah, I, I think the Lakers, LeBron, they, and all the additions they made, they're primed to take the West. I don't believe yeah. in the Clippers. The Nuggets, to me, the Nuggets are the second best team in the West, not the Clippers. So yeah. throw that out there. In the East, um, and I, I think it's appropriate I have on this Allen Iverson jersey. Uh, I'm gonna go with Philly. Uh, oh, Philly. Yes, I believe in Doc Rivers. Or, excuse me, he must be called Glenn now because he said Glenn. there's only one yeah. Doc in Philly. So, um, Glenn Rivers. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. So now Glenn yeah. Rivers, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's just Glenn. Uh, I believe in him. And Ben. I think the Ben Simmons and Joel pairing can work. And if not, you can always trade Ben for James Harden and James and Joel. <laughs> it works there. <laughs> so, that would be something. This, yeah, so Philly can make some things work if they don't work by the trade deadline. And they have Tobias Harris, so they could trade Tobias instead of Ben. So, you know, that's what I think. And um, I think the Lakers will win back-to-back titles because AD will win his first MVP as well. So that's... Finals MVP or, or league no, MVP? No, no, he, he's going to win league MVP and lead mm-hmm. the Lakers to a championship. This is going to be AD's championship. And he might even win finals MVP to complete the double sweep. Because that's how much I believe in Anthony Davis and what LeBron's going to do for Anthony Davis this year. At the end, if you don't win the MB, if you don't win the MVP, remember, you got to take it personally, like MJ did. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yep. interesting. Really interesting. All right, so I'm going with Clippers, Bucks, Danny going with Lakers, Celtics, and then Kayshawn with Lakers and the Sixers. So we got. All different matchups. Uh, I hope that, um, yeah, we will do this definitely when the playoffs start and then after the playoffs to see how uh, accurate we became. But, man, it was – I think we just broke down a lot of cool things. But, yo, guys, um, do you have anything else to say before we say goodbye? Um, just come check us out at Hoop Therapy for like we're talking about here. Uh, and where can we find man, you guys? Uh, everywhere, you know, Instagram, Twitter, email us, uh, on all the podcast apps, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever you want. Just look up Hoop Therapy, we're there. What don't look up Hoop Therapy on YouTube because you're gonna look to see some hula hoop therapy, but yeah. search for us on Search for us on your Apple Podcast, Spotify, 
we got you. We there. Yeah, that, that was that was that was a funny story. Just to throw in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Freaking, uh, we're still under the construction of our YouTube channel, but you know we got therapy uh, underscore hoop, I believe, for there. But so I just threw it up there, and you know, just working on getting the episodes onto that channel. But two a.m. randomly, Kayshawn texts me. He's like, "Hey, do me a favor <laughs> for one second and." Uh, search on youtube hoop therapy and long behold there's like video after video of just people hula hooping for their chiropractor <laughs> it's, it's, it's hysterical yeah it's hysterical the end the internet is interesting guys yo yeah, you gotta but, be careful with your keywords <laughs> amen to but that Matt, we would love to have you on uh you know just talking life and culture and getting some more about you so you know please please whoa. man We'll look forward to having to you on. I'm, I'm, I'm game. Just let me know when, and I'll be there. I would love to come to you on your guy's show. We can talk all things from sports, life, pop culture, and all that stuff. But I would really appreciate yeah. that. Thank you for it. And just yeah. thank you for coming on my show, the great Danny Chaps, Shaw Holloway. You can find those guys on all po- podcasting platforms. Look up Hoop yes, Therapy. Go to their Instagram page, at underscore hoop therapy in one word and seriously guys this we made podcasting history it was nothing but a pleasure and i can't wait to come on your guys show and then have you guys back once the season's over and see how accurate our um, predictions were absolutely we'll be platinum by then both of us you know yeah, exactly to the thousands and thousands of thousands of people out there thank you so much man but we i really had a blast talking sports with you it was really fun right now so definitely you, man, man for having us on seriously and i would love to talk about it. if you're down for other sports too i love them all whether it's baseball hey. football i like uh boxing and oh okay hey we'll, we'll have you on uh there you go we we got you in the new year matt's coming on I'm with it. Just very quick thing. Very last thing. Who's winning? Mm-hmm. Logan Paul or Floyd Mayweather? <laughs> <laughs> or should See, I say, which, Jake... round is, which, which round is he going to get knocked out? See, if it was Jake Paul, I would have taken Jake Paul after what he did to Nate Robinson. <laughs> is it a different brother? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. It's the Paul brothers. I didn't even know. I didn't know the other one was fighting Floyd. Yeah, bro. Yeah, Logan's fighting Floyd. So give me Floyd in that. But if it was Jake, I'd take Jake. uh, I like your hot takes, (laughs) Keyshawn. Seriously, (laughs) man. Give me me Floyd. I don't know what he's doing, but give me Floyd. I don't know why he's doing it. For real, for real. But, yo, seriously, guys. We're doing this again soon. Next time on your show. And, um... Yo, it's been real, guys. It's been real. So thank Thank you you. so much for coming on. And again, check these guys out at Hoop Therapy on all podcasting platforms, their new YouTube channel once that's out. And again, go to Instagram, underscore Hoop Therapy. And with that, Danny Chaps, Keishaw Holloway, thank you so much, guys. I'll see you again really soon. All right now, brother. Stay safe. Stay safe. Happy holidays. There you have it, folks. Danny Chaps, Kayshawn Holloway, two of the dopest dudes I've ever spoken to about sports, two of the dopest dudes I've ever talked to on the podcast, and they were an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, guys, and be sure to check them out, the Hoop Therapy Podcast on all podcasting platforms. And let's see if our predictions stick the landing this season. The NBA tips off officially tomorrow night, the 22nd of December, on TNT. The first game is 7 p.m. We have the... 
Golden State Warriors going up against the Brooklyn Nets. Can KD and Kyrie make an impact? Can KD stick it to his old team? Find out 7 p.m. TNT. And then after that, 10 p.m., we have the LA Clippers against the reigning NBA champions, the Los Angeles Lakers in the Battle of LA. LeBron versus Kawhi, AD versus PG, uh, Dennis Schro- the new Dennis Schroeder versus the new Serge Ibaka. It's going to be fun. Basketball is back. Woo! There's going to be one more show this week. It is going to be on Wednesday instead of the usual Thursday, and it's going to include my buddy Anthony Fernandez, a.k.a. AJ the Man. We met a couple months ago. We stayed in touch via Instagram, like little pen pals, and now he's on the podcast. And we talked a lot of sports. We talked a lot of living life, aspirations, going far in this world, and it was a really great pleasure to talk to AJ the Man. So... Be on the lookout for that on Wednesday, the big episode before Christmas Eve. Check out me and Ryan Page on the tweet cap. That'll be every Friday in all podcasting platforms. And for the rest of y'all, stay safe. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for checking out the Productive Conversations podcast. Thank you to Kayshawn and Danny Chaps. And again, you guys are the greatest listeners in the world. And I will see you again in a couple of days 48 hours from now new productive conversations podcast with aj the man be on the lookout for that so long my name is matt brown good night good luck and i will see you really really soon peace You're still here? It's over. Go home.